Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Fine. Oh, wow. Right out of the shoe. Hi, everybody. Joel's all got a link. I'm like, I'm running two minutes late. Bite me. Go. Let's do this. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Oh, well, okay. I'll see you then. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. It's Sunday, May 8th, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's to, Day. To the mothers, to the non-mothers, to people who, to Mother Earth, to the Divine Feminine. Happy Mother's Day. The Divine Feminine. Hold on. Speaking of Divine fen- Feminine, hold on. Are you getting your damn dog? I think we talked about this. <laughs> oh, that fucking dog. What can I say? She loves me. She's going to complain and want to leave here and like, probably, I'm going to give it seven minutes. Okay. Well, we'll I just fed her. So she's, she should be good for, to go for a little while. What you drinking? I just uh, heard today's you episode is brought to you by regular old Diet Coke. Brought Ooh. to you by the, the Coca-Cola company of Atlanta, Georgia. Bringing good thing, mm. bringing good things to life. Coke, Diet Coke, Coke Classic, New Coke. All, all of those. I just, I'm just a regular old NutraSweet guy myself. I'm drinking a coconut LaCroix. Yeah, no, I can't do the coconut. I think that's the one that Francesca said tasted like a rainy day. Tastes like, it tastes like uh, carbonated suntan lotion, and that's why I like it. Okay. I buy it. Kirsten hates it, so it's all mine. It's all, you see, that's how you do that. You just force yourself to like something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoy this. I'm drinking it because I enjoy it. That's what I'm whatever. Kirsten can't stand fish. It's like, oh God, fish. And I can't do fish. Can't do fish. So it's my own little, you know, it's my own little weird lane. You should take her to go see fish. Maybe we will. One of these days that showed that you sent me that 421, 2022. It's amazing. Heater. It's amazing. Yeah. Like I, those guys, they just keep getting better, dude. That Although was, I a... will say, I like it a lot better when they're not singing. <laughs> I just, I mean, the jams are just unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the songs are like, no, eh, well, whatever. Yeah. It's just a framework to get to the, the, the jams. Yeah. Yep. And so I, I just take, I just wait, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, some of them are classics, you know, you enjoy myself and whatever uh lizards Weezer. and oh yeah 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 simple love it simple and some of the newer you know i mean there's some that but some of them just like that's it's whatever and i whatever i get it i can't write a song to save my life so i'm not really even busting on them it's just and did you see i think it was the next night you got to get on youtube oh yeah um did you the see whale, the, the drone whales yeah. and the yeah. dolphins yeah that was amazing was it was it Jack that said this? Like, I don't maybe I saw it on Twitter or not Twitter, but Instagram, or Jack said it like something like uh wonder how many wooks drowned that night. <laughs> always, always with the comments. Yeah. Whatever. Like, who else does that? Yeah, that was incredible. So those of you that don't know, if you can't, <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think it might have been 422 22. I'll post a link in the thing. Yeah, the- I'll remind myself to post a thing in the thing in the link. Madison Square Garden fish like had these huge drone dolphins and then this huge drone whale whale wham around 
MSG. Well, it just, I mean, that in itself was amazing, but the the rest of the effect that went with it that made it look like you were underwater mm-hmm. with whales and dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty mind blowing. They've always been at the forefront of that. Yeah, always. Like, yep, it was super for cool. thirty years. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And they probably did it that one time. I don't know if that was a regular thing. No, they've never done that before. They always, that was so that was the postponed uh new year's eve run that they moved to april and they always do some sort of weird trick special yeah yeah Mm -hmm. for new year's eve yep that's okay well that that tracks then yeah i had no idea i was just watching the i'm like oh cool it's the new i'm just putting it on while i'm doing stuff i was literally building chairs Mm -hmm. and i looked up i'm like that a fucking dolphin Yeah, dude, it is wild. And I was zoning out on that, and then in comes this whale, and I'm yep. just like, well, of course that's happening. Yep, of course that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Love them. See, that's why I like, how do you not like that? Yeah, what's not to like? How do you not have at least respect for that? Like, who else does that? I think it's, at this point, some people are just so entrenched to hate it, they're just going to keep hating that it. That wouldn't happen in this country. Oh, yeah. despite all the evidence to the contrary right nope dude that's that's the weird thing right now like so i got back on facebook just in case i didn't get pearl jam tickets and to kind of keep a uh, an ear to the ground on any happenings like they do these fundraisers before shows and i'd like to see that because i'm going to vegas in a couple weeks yeah two weeks less than two weeks Mm -hmm. but the I mean, even as, as I'm sure it's it's with every community, but like even the dead, even the the Pearl Jam fans are just like eating each other alive, like complaining. The set lists aren't long enough; they're too long. There's not That's enough of it. I'm just like, guys, did we not just sit through two years of nothing, right? From yeah. any of our favorite bands, right? Just yep. shut up. Yep. Yep. Ain't no time to hate, as they say. Even though Deadheads are some of the pickiest, pettiest fans ever. <laughs> yeah yeah so it's just you know so it goes i mean it's like every every other fandom you know right. but the bums the bums yeah, yeah it's also it's a, i saw a thing i can't remember who was talking about it where as long as you like you can say whatever horrible thing you want as long as you follow it up with but it's all it's all all love nothing but love all nothing love but love Nothing but love. Nothing but love, yeah. Or, or I love this. No offense, but the one of the truest things I've ever heard. <laughs> my friend uh, Fletch out in uh, Lake Tahoe slash Reno now. Fletch, if you're listening, Aloha, brother. But uh, uh, said, and this is forever ago. Anything that follows the word "but" is not true. Hmm. Or anything that precedes the word "but" is going to get negated by what comes after "but." Yeah, that's that's very true. That yeah, I misspoke, but that's yeah. No yeah, offense, he's really but... great. He's really great. Yeah, he's really great. But and then whatever follows. Yeah, no offense, but here's a really offensive thing. <laughs> here's an offensive thing. Yeah. Oh, but I said no offense, so you shouldn't be able to take offense to that, right? Because I qualified it somehow. No offense. Right. Fuck you, Joel. Fuck you, man. See how I didn't even see. I didn't say no offense. I just said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's why I love you. Exactly. 
Oh, yeah. So today's Mother's Day. Today's all speaking of things that are awesome. That a lot of people hate today's also um, uh, May 8th, 77 anniversary. Wait, why did you tie those two things? Mother's Day and everything people. <laughs> Ooh. Um, no, that was. Let's unpack Joel's that. Tie, no, Joel's making something that doesn't exist. Mom, I'm sorry. I love you. Um, Correlation and whatever. No, no, no. What I was, I, what I was trying to say is. <laughs> can't Shut wait up, to Joel. hear that god damn it oh, um it's, it is mother's day and speaking of other things people hate <laughs> no <laughs> whoa what i was correlating was fish ah not mother's day fish right um, no offense no offense yeah. mothers <laughs> but but <laughs> but have you heard the morning dew from may 1977 yeah right <laughs> it's cornell day everybody it is it's happy cornell day exactly yeah mm-hmm why is that? Why is that? I mean, I've listened to a lot of different shows and that show's great. Okay. Stop what you're doing. I'll see you in 15 minutes. I know. I mean, I know I'm not saying it's not great. I just don't know why that the, is like this. Shiny well, what uh, the reason, part of the reason why it, you know, the lore and why it's as big as it is, is because it was one of the very highest quality bootlegs that was readily available for a long time. Uh, okay. um, so there, I mean, that's definitely a piece of it, but the <laughs> other piece of it is, and it, I mean, the concert itself is good in a, in a sea of really excellent concerts. I mean, spring of 1977 on the East coast was the, one of the peaks of the dead's powers for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just a couple moments on it, just like everything else dead, where in the middle of pretty decent, you know, that's fine whatever you know there's a few moments that are is incendiary and transforming as have ever been played by anybody ever ever Mm -hmm. um the the peak at the end of fire on the mountain is blisteringly white hot the groove is so deep and it's just amazing the Saint Stephen and to not fade away into Saint Stephen, which, in my opinion, features like a, a, a guitar, a string break on Garcia, because there's about a two to three minute period where it's just Bobby and Phil and the drummers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they, you know, I mean, they can wing that, but then Garcia comes back and they rip that, and then the Morning Dew to fu- to finish off the set is it's beyond description, really. Um, just when you, it's just peak after peak after crescendo after crescendo after whatever you want to you know multi-orgasmic just it's just amazing and then it doesn't matter anyway so whatever right um but yeah it's uh something that i listened to my first i got a, a tape a cassette tape of it in probably 89 and uh didn't realize what i had and it was terrible it had at least six or seven this is like for those of you that don't know what a tape cassette is <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, but I mean, back in the, back in the bad old days, in order to get, especially dead bootlegs, you had to know somebody that knew somebody mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was kind of a thing, you know, now we have literally every, we have, you know, every recording ever at our fingertips on our phone, you know, which is great. Yeah, and I love it. Right. Right. But, uh, having high quality bootlegs was really, um, what was the thing, you right. know? Um, and, and here's what, here's what my original copy of set to a five, eight, 77 sounded like. Are you ready? Yeah, I can't wait. I think you peeked out. And in the background, you could kind of hear the music. It was just nothing but tape hiss, you oh, know? Yeah. Cause it was so, there was, it was so many generations down the line from a good, you know, but I listened to it a lot 
and then I don't think I actually got a decent sounding copy of it until I got it. I was at, uh, would have been in about August, late August of 1995. And I was in vintage vinyl in St. Louis. Mm. They had a bootleg CD of the second set of that. That was basically from a master tape. Mm. And it was, I mean, that was my prized possession for a while. <laughs> Tells you where my life was at at that time. Right. Um, but uh, anyway, and now it's on Spotify and you can listen. It's been remastered and it's great. And, yeah. <clears throat> maybe I'll force Kirsten. We're driving to Carney tonight. So maybe I'll force Kirsten to listen. Well, wait until the sun goes down and then drop that. Okay. Are you guys, what's going on, Carney? You going to the conference center out there? We're going to, yeah, she's got some training and I'm going to go play golf. Nice. So where are you staying? Oh, the Holiday Inn, Steve. Holiday. So is it in the Eunice Conference Center complex? I don't know. If remember, there's there's like five or six new hotels all in this same area. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Oh, well, I'm just I'm just the driver. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you have a good time. And yeah, if just... you are staying there, you should go check out that Yanny Park that I sent you guys those pictures of. Yeah, I will. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's like... You know, they plop down a park on the edge of town, uh, but it's nice. It's got that observation tower and a little amphitheater and just kind of cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's a new thing just to go walk around and, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, huh, look at that. Go Carney, you know, Carney. Carney, the, you know, tropical Carney, Nebraska. It's Carney's on the move, man. I, I was really, um, I mean, obviously I was kind of in and out for this conference, <clears> but I was like, damn, this is like, yeah, as opposed to uh, hauling our blasted out to denver to go see the cult and then oh yeah that was great how was the cult they were excellent i they um you know they've always been yeah i used to listen to them in high school holly's favorite band i mean like they go way back you know what i'm saying but i like you know that'd be cool you know uh they were fantastic like that was one that maybe the best quote rock concert i've ever seen wow it was excellent ian asbury um Here's the thing that I've always kind of not known about him and the videos mm-hmm. that I've seen in the past. Like he just didn't seem very, he didn't smile ever, you know, yeah. kind of seemed like he took himself really seriously, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and Holly said that he's gone through phases of that kind of thing. Right. Um, but man, he was, he came out on the stage and immediately I went, and we were right up front. Like we got there early and stood, you know, second mm-hmm. row, whatever, um, mm-hmm. basically on the rail. And, uh, and I just went, Oh shit. He's a front man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And oh, I, I, the, what the little that I know about that band, what I know is that he is a very good front man. He mm-hmm. just sort of embodies that vibe for the band and takes yep. it all on and gives it all out. Yep. And then that was real. Just immediately, I was like, "Oh, okay, we're in the presence like this." Okay, got it. I'm walking yeah. in, you know. Yeah. And Billy Duffy, those two guys have been together for 40 years. Is it and like the original lineup? I don't really know much just about. Just Ian Asbury and Billy Duffy are the they're the core, and then everybody okay. else is you know hired right. guns or whatever. Right. Um. But their the rhythm section was great. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, solid professional rock rhythm section but that's i'm not saying that derogatorily i mean like they did the job it was awesome right and billy duffy was uh he played all the things you know what i'm saying yep and i was really kind of like all right i know i mean i i didn't know maybe three songs Mm -hmm. and the rest of them i was like oh yeah and i like all you know and it was just there were some genuinely like transcendent moments it was awesome 
That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool, man. And I, the, the Mission Ballroom in Denver is the bomb. Yeah, you said that, and our friend Chris Meek said mm-hmm. that. Like it, it seemed. I don't think I don't think I've ever seen a show there. Well, it's brand new. Uh, it okay. opened. It opened like two months before COVID lockdown. Oh shit! Right. Wow. Okay. Um, but it's yeah, state of the art, man. It's great. Sounds great. Looks great. Easy in, easy out. Even the bathrooms are nice. Like it's just. That's uh, that's that's something I appreciate. That's in what my, I'm saying. Like in my those, older year, you know, at a rock. That's what I'm club. saying. Like, yeah. give me a bathroom I can actually get into and not, you know, and feel like I can touch things when I'm inside of it. You know. <laughs> I, but you know, I'm I'm, I give props to, well, I mean, you you get this, but Holly too, like having a band that's your band, mm-hmm. and they're still fucking out there making yeah. music. Mm-hmm. Go fucking see them. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's that's how I'm. That's how I'm feeling about Pearl Jam. It's like I've, yeah, I've heard you know bullshit over the years. I'm like, and and even on those message boards, they're like, they're not playing 35 song sets anymore. And eh, Eddie, you know, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Right. Then don't see them. <laughs> right. Don't see them. Right. Stay shut home. The fuck up. Stay home. Like Stay home, dude. Don't I, buy the ticket. Don't take the ride. Right. Because. <laughs> Like these, yeah, these bands are not going to be around forever. These, these people that you think are, I don't know, invincible are going to die. Yeah. And right. You're not going to be able or, to see them. Or that you think that they owe you something. Oh, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. No, they don't owe you anything. Yeah. But I, I just like that. Like, you know, Holly's got her band, you know, we've, I've got my band, you well, know, I was, we- I was happy for me because it was a good show but i was really happy for her because it was a good show you know what yeah. i'm saying like they yeah. you hadn't seen them since 2001 that's 21 years ago oh shit wow right and so yeah. like and it wasn't like she didn't walk out of there thinking boy that was you know like, that was and, tough. And I, I'm, I'm glad i guess i'm glad we came Can i you get some ice cream now you know i mean I've seen people posting videos from the because Pearl Jam started their tour a few days ago. Oh, yeah. I, what people have like, I'm not going to be that guy, but I sometimes appreciate people pulling out their phones <laughs> and live streaming for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but dude, I I just kind of was like, oh, somebody posted a link in this group when I hit play, and it was Mike McCready melting the entire <laughs> forum's face, just like shred, and I was uh-huh. like, they're fine. You know, if they're going to play 25 songs, 20 songs, and they can do that, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I I went and saw uh, on a large mud honey. honey. Mud honey. Oh, my my ears are still ringing. Really? See, I wore hearing protection at the cult. I I really, I wished I had brought some. Mm -hmm. And they had, they had earplugs for sale. And I don't know why I didn't buy some because that was loud as fuck but those mm-hmm. guys i mean mark arm can still scream like the best of them but <laughs> the 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 thing that i was most impressed with because i'd listened and i've kind of always just kind of you know when i think of mud honey i think of mark arm i think of him and you know kind of being a a legend of seattle music with green river and and mud honey but like dude steve turner is an amazing guitarist but the 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 best the best part of that band that i don't think i really appreciated until i heard them live was dan dan peters on drums and guy madison on bass oh really rhythm section those two i mean dan peters the drummer he's been the drummer forever he's drummed in other bands too but he is fucking phenomenal (laughs) as a drummer and and mark arm can still scream like the best of them which is you know mind-blowing but 
I, it was great. I'm glad I went. I was just like, oh shit, I can, I have a free evening and I haven't had a free evening in a while. Right. I'm going to go. Um, Where was it at? It was at the, it was at the slowdown. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I've only, I've only been there once, but I liked it. Yeah, I dig it. It's a cool mm-hmm. place. It's a, it was a great show. It's a great show. You need to drop like $45 and get yourself a pair of eargasm ear plugs. I really could have used them at that show. Mm -hmm. I mean, arena shows don't really bother me that much. I don't know, dude, if I wouldn't had ear, when we saw Volbeat at the arena, I would, I would have had to leave or go stand out in the, um, whatever concourse, just because it was so insanely loud. And we were kind of positioned like right in front of the stacks, you know, but yeah, it was so, even with my earplugs in, I was like, this is insane. Yeah. I, and I'm not, you know, in the mosh pit or whatever anymore. Like I don't need that in my life. Yeah, I I don't yeah, know. Eargasm, man, they're great because they reduce the decibels, but they don't. They reduce the sound pressure, but they don't reduce the clarity. Today's podcast is brought to you by Eargasm. eargasm. Yep, they're great. Mm-hmm. We love hmm. Eargasm. In fact, I lost one playing a show. I don't know, six months ago maybe. So I bought another pair. I was yeah. like whipping my head around, and one of them flew out. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. But yeah. I, I, de- well, especially for those smaller club shows that I know yep. are going to be loud. I, mm-hmm. I, that shit was so fucking loud. Yeah. See, I don't- and it, it was down front. So, like, you're getting the monitors and the stack, whatever they have. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and whatever's on stage and whatever's on stage. Yeah. It was intense. Yeah. I don't, I don't enjoy that at all anymore, actually. <laughs> I think I'm at that point. Yeah. I didn't think I would be, but I think I am at yeah, that it's, point. It's not for me that did it for me was that Russian circle circles show. We went to yeah. forever ago. Yeah. I was just like, this is, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. Well, it just drones on too. And their yeah. whole thing is to be loud and yeah. Pummeling chaotic and fuzzy, right. which I get, you know, like I understood, you know, and I am not saying I didn't enjoy the concert, but like the, just the, the pressure, the sound mm-hmm. pressure was mm-hmm. it was not enjoyable. That's, Again, that, that, that's, that was it. That was when I was club. like, that's like a little club that like has more power than it really ought to. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like seeing a lot of it's who's playing because I saw Dweezil Zappa there the last time I saw him. Yeah, it was loud, but it wasn't stupid. Well, we saw Mike Doty. That was chill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah that, exactly. I didn't have hearing protection in that night. And that was fine. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it depends on the band too, because they're if they're trying to blow your doors off, they're gonna right. Well, like I saw a government mule at uh whatever, not the yeah, bourbon. Mm-hmm. That was loud. Warren Haynes was loud. Mm-hmm. Whatever. If it's too loud, you're too old. Fine. I'm too old for that shit. I don't also need it. like I don't know. Like I, you know, at where I work, I have to work in the, the scene shop sometimes and like I'll put the, we have these over here mm-hmm. ones oh, that yeah. I'll put on for the saw, you know, people, the, the saws, the hand saws yeah. and all that shit. It's just like, it can get so loud that you're protecting. Like you can just really, you know, fuck. That's up real. I felt so bad. You know, last summer we took the girls to go see dark star orchestra in Chicago. Oh yeah. And I mean that it was a drive-in show because of COVID or whatever, you know? Right. So we drove our car and we got, we, we got, we paid extra, whatever to get, you know, better seats. And they parked us literally right in front of the left speaker PA stack. Oh boy. 
like four feet in front of it. And uh, I should have, I, I, in hindsight, I should have said, no, back out. Like, let's go back three rows, mm-hmm. you know, but there were people coming in, you know, it was like cars yeah, yeah. coming in. It was like, fuck. Yeah. It was just way too loud. I mean, right. the girls were not open for their first concert experience between the, between the, the decibels and like the wastoids trying to get up front, you know, yeah. Yeah. it was a bad combination. They were like, yeah. this is not fun. I don't like this. These people smell, <laughs> you know, yeah it was just it was way too much mm-hmm. too much too, they had too much too fast yeah too much too fast it was a bummer plus like we'd had just kind of a long day of just doing stuff i was marching them around chicago and you know by the time it's showtime we should have just been sitting around the hotel pool <laughs> you know what i'm saying not dealing yeah. with this chaotic lunacy yeah that's a that's a different it i mean you're seeing you're seeing you're seeing those shows through the lens of your kids at that point though. Right. Like you yeah. probably wouldn't have bugged you as much as you've been just kind of, well, I wouldn't have cared. Right. Put but like it's speaker, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. But we, yeah. Also like we tried, we brought like your plugs from, but they weren't staying. It was just a mess. It was just mm-hmm. a mess. Mm-hmm. So whatever we're going to go see uh, coming up in the not too distant future. We're going to Colorado to take them to see Michael Fronty. Oh, and fail. Dude, yeah. that'll be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a that'll, blast. That'll be a party. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be great. I hope that you know we don't get surrounded by you know drunken idiots there. Nah, I, I think the think drunk. That. I mean, there'll be drunken idiots, but I don't know. Like I've seen him three times now, and it's yeah. just, it's, I don't know. the The vibe is a little more positive. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think the real like. Hardy Wooks, or they don't go to see Michael Fronty and Spirit, and I don't think they see them in Vale. That's for sure. Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe I I'm looking know. forward to it. I mean, the amphitheater looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Vale in the summer is beautiful. It's Never perfect. been there, so dude. Hmm. Yeah, man. Well, I uh, yeah, I am. I am stoked to see Pearl Jam, dude. I've been kind of revisit. I've gone started their studio albums from front to back, and oh, nice. I'm really stoked. I'm yeah, really that's excited. cool. Yeah. Paul gets to go get his PJ on. That's right. And I'm going solo. Yeah. So did to you Vegas. read up any on the Lake Mead thing in Vegas? No, a, no. So it dried up. What happened? Yeah. Vegas, I'd have to get the article back up, but Lake Mead is basically at critically low levels and can't provide water to Las Vegas is what this is the headline that I read. Here we are. Here it goes. Right. right. Well, and I read yesterday that two of the main reservoirs that feed california are at critically low levels and it's not even june yet fuck right so that's that's the thing i you know like five years ago i don't remember who said it but it's like if you think oh, war for oil is bad wait till we get war for water i remember you saying that to me at mm-hmm. some point and i was yeah. like oh steve you're such a yeah people have been saying that for years and i'm just waiting i got my lawn chair out my iced tea you know <laughs> just waiting because here I it was is right. Kind of. That's fucking scary, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, you know, as long as California keeps growing whatever almonds or whatever that take 40,000 gallons of water to produce one nut. I know. Just when I, I, you know, I kicked cow's milk, I need to kick almond milk. What's a, what's a sustainable milk? It's beverage? not almond milk. Almond milk's like the worst stuff ever for sustainability. Fuck. What about oat milk? We, is that know, okay? Whatever. Is that even a thing? I don't know. Oat, Nothing's oat milk okay is more Joel. You can't do anything anymore. Can't do. I can't say anything anymore. Right. I can't do anything anymore. Can't do anything. 
no matter what you do or how good you try to be at the end of the line, there's still somebody getting hurt. Well, there is a, there is a cost, yeah. right? Like there's, there's a cost for all of the things we're doing. Can I, you can take my iPhone from my cold dead hands. Well, here's the thing I was talking to Kirsten about this too, is this, this whole idea that like when the rhetoric is continually put upon the individual to solve the global, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a toxic conversation in my opinion. Cause like, what is it? 90 some percent of emissions that are actually causing global, global warming are not because I leave my light bulb on. No, no, no. It's because of cruise ships and semi-trucks. Correct. So it's like, um, and refineries and big factories pumping out God knows what. And the, the, the gigantic super ships that haul the crap from China to here and right. And they have no emissions controls. So, right. So it's like, but you know, that's not the conversation we want to have. We want to say, you know, the, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that the messaging, I remember, there was a moment and when I lived in California, they were talking about like, you know, conserve water, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes. Okay. But also like, what about, where's the, where's the corporate responsibility? Yeah. Where, what about golf? Are, are we still, are, are golf courses still getting watered Are yeah. you know, Should I feel guilty for watering my lawn. Yeah. I don't water my lawn anymore. See, I have to. Cause the, the HUA. Yeah. H-O-A. I have to yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I live in a neighborhood that has, you know, fake lakes. Right. Right. So it's literally called Waterford. Oh yeah. So you so, can't you couldn't you couldn't be one of those folks that has like a a wildflower garden as a lawn. I might be. <laughs> we'll see. I'm just saying. I know. Well, that's just it. I mean, my prediction is that within a decade our fake lakes become like well, first they'll become, you know, mud sludge pits. Mm-hmm. And that'll dry up, so they'll turn them into like playgrounds or something. Mm-hmm. Skate parks. No, that won't happen. Yeah, you're right. Right. Not not in you know, beautiful Waterford won't have you know all, all the all of the things that go into where the, where the lakes used to be will have anti skateboarding measures and anti homeless measures. Mm. Uh, like all the benches will have spikes and things on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Uh... It's that that conversation of putting it on the individual that really fucking bugs me. Well, that, there was there was I mean, even that even just back to uh, we were listening to uh, stuff you should know on the way back from Denver about bottled water and just how insidiously horrible that is. Yeah. And how there was a, a big PR push. I don't remember what decade it was uh, to put just the, the littering onus on the on the general public. Yeah. It's not the companies that make everything single serving that you dispose of. That's not the issue. No. The issue is that the public needs to throw all that stuff away and quote, recycle it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's not the, it's not the companies that make that shit. No, that's no, not no, their no. fault. We can't, they, I mean, they have to make it right. They and, have to. And, 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 and so what if, you know, the entire planet basically gets ruined by micro uh, plastics that's an externality that's not our fault or our problem Mm-mm. there's nothing we can do to change i mean there's nothing we can do to stop that no so just enjoy your plastics in your bloodstream and your liver and whatever so what if your endocrine, endocrine system shuts down it doesn't matter it's fine <sighs> you bum me out man <laughs> <laughs> 
my job. Really bring <laughs> that's just a ray, that's just a big ray of sunshine. One of our friends, one of Gianna's friends' moms, what's it one time she's like, Do you ever read anything like just for fun? <laughs> what was your answer to that? No. No, why would oh, I do that? It's a I waste. Do, I do read fun things, but you know. Yeah, I just, whatever. I read things to get angrier. I mean, I don't read things to get angry. I just read things that make me angry. Hmm. That's just, I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to be angry, but uh, you know, but there's a lot to be pissed off about. There's a lot to be pissed off about. So that's, you know, try to one of, one of the first, like, you know, um, circuit recovery speakers I heard, remember he was talking about anger and he's like, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. That's, that was my, you know, like, right. So I got to stop paying attention, but that, well, I mean, that's kind of, you know, ignorance (laughs) somewhere there's like ignorance is bliss but the unexamined life is not worth living. Mm, so mm. somewhere in there and it, oh. then it comes back to, it's like, well, so what are you going to do about it? Right. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to make a sandwich board and I'm going to go stand in front of this federal building, barely yeah. close with anything but my sandwich board. And I'm going to scream at cars going by. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. There's, I mean, or I, maybe I'll just go to work and, well, Mary, Mary Stancavish talks about this, and I think she's quoting somebody else. But do do what you can in your yeah corner of the world. Yeah, well, think globally, act locally. Yeah, do what you can. Yep. Do what you can. Do what you can, and that's what I try to do. You know, mm-hmm. the thing that yeah, it's just that it's that whole. I keep going back to this, but I, I'm I'm connecting some dots too with you know, recent controversial topics that we don't necessarily need to get into or we can, but it's like the, uh, the onus that I'm hearing too is being put on the voter. It's like, well, you got to vote. It's like, well, we did. It's like there are. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's, I'm just looking forward to when uh, Robert Borer is our secretary of state and he can then just throw out any votes that aren't for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, the you can lie your way onto the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. which is not shocking. It's just like really, it's like, oh, we just all we just did that in plain sight. All right. Yeah. And then if you don't like the outcome, you can try to overthrow or suppress the votes of people you don't want voting. And then, mm-hmm. you know, also just we got to keep women pregnant and desperate. So yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. So it's it's not. It's yeah, it's never going to be about leaders responsibility to lead differently or, or in be inventive. It's just, a, it's, it's really, a, it's always, I mean, that's, that's the, the cost of putting so much, the cost of putting so much um, worship on the individual is that then nobody, no, no, no organizations, governments, corporations want to take responsibility. Well, why would they? Yeah, doesn't help the. Profit. I mean, that's well. The I mean, the the government's owned by corporations, mm-hmm. and corporations are psychopaths. So, corporations are people. Well, they're psychopaths, actually. They're psychopathic people. Have you ever watched the movie The Corporation? Uh, I don't think I did see that. Oh my gosh. Uh, hold on. Do 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 do. So there's um. There's seven things or 11 things, maybe. 
Do, 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 do. Right, is I'm this not was... gonna. I can't. Oh man, sorry. I don't want to take time booking this up, but I might anyway. The corporate is this a documentary? Yes. Yeah. It's uh. It goes through. Um. There's like eleven things that show. Um why corporations are like it compares to it compares corporations and their actions to like the dsm for being psychopathic oh so diagnosing corporations yes. as having you know mental illness yes about how like they're never at fault yeah they're, they're um always have to be progressing no matter what the cost i mean it's just it's i i'm not i'm ill prepared to have this conversation but it's really interesting no, that I mean, but the point that you're making, though, and the probably the point of that documentary, which is interesting to me, is is you know, like treat treating corporations as 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 individuals with rights is one thing, but then also that they can't that they act as if they 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 don't act in accordance with any citizen that has to follow the law, right. Correct. You know what I mean? Like if you have enough investment and enough money and enough pockets and enough lobbyists, you can do fail. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's scary. Well, it's like one of the examples they give is like, for example, the, uh, what is the concept of externalities? This was mind blowing for me is that, um, like legally, like for example, when the battery, factory blew up in Bhopal, India, India. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like the company that owned that factory in the name of which escaped me, like they didn't have any legal responsibility for it. (laughs) Well, that, you know, sorry. Sometimes things blow up. Kind of. Yeah. And just, and then also like, uh, if they're publicly traded, corporations are mandated by law then to do whatever they can to be profitable to increase the value for the shareholder. Ah, yes. So they're, I mean, that creates sometimes if they had morals, moral conundrums. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe capitalism is a flawed system, man. No. Whoa. I said it. Whoa. Maybe capitalism in a free market society was always doomed to fail. What do you mean fail? Everything's fine. Everything's going <laughs> great, Joel. Oh. I mean, can you go to Applebee's right now? I can, but see, are you going to be able to watch the sporting contest this evening? Yeah, I guess see? so. So everything's fine. Pro- what the hell are you bitching about? Well, Kirsten was mentioned this too because, like, you know, we're seeing in the last two years, COVID and all the other things like the referring to it as the great resignation, people mm-hmm. resigning and, yeah. but it's also like the great revelation. I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like the scrambling we're going to see in it. I mean, not that it hasn't been interesting, but I think we're right. the politically, socially, spiritually, we're going to see a lot of scrambling to hold on to in very desperate ways, old ways mm-hmm. of doing things. And then yeah, we're going to yeah. see, hopefully that'll be from that'll be from old people right Mm -hmm. that are already very scared and very angry very scared very angry very worried very worried him yeah and then a bunch of kids that are very scared and very angry and very worried for an entirely different set of reasons exactly the old people are going to be are scared and angry because they're coming to take their stuff the other people are coming to take their stuff 
Right. And the, and the young people are scared because they're not going to have a planet to live on. Yeah. That this stuff has already been taken. It's already been taken. Yeah. That's just it. It's already gone. They don't have it. They don't have a hope in hell of ever having it. Yeah. That's why they're scared and angry. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, I really, I, I don't know, man. I think that, uh, you know, being the great resignation, it's also the great revelation. Like we're gonna, there's a lot of things are being revealed mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to see the hell out of the power structure. Right. Cause there's going to see, mm-hmm. we're going to see some last gasp. I mean, we're already seeing it. This whole mm-hmm. fucking Roe v. Wade thing. Oh my is God. A total shit show. Last gasp of mm-hmm. some archaic bullshit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's never been about abortion. It's been about no. subjugating and controlling women. Dude. Justice Alito used the words. Oh, fuck. I'm going to blow this up. Um, supply, domestic supply of infants in his statement. Oh. And he was, and, and he was trying to make some correlation about, you know, ado- domestic adoption rates or something. But you know what? The people that are super pro-life are not the ones fucking adopting any right right now anyway but just to just the just the phrasing of that domestic supply of infants yeah it kills me like the the single one of the single greatest problems that the planet faces currently is overpopulation Mm -hmm. (laughs) like yeah that's we're very much way past peak capacity of this rock we're sitting on right so yeah yeah yeah. it the whole thing is just but the the the, the complete dis- disregard and and the um, uh, blockade of any social um, care, health care, uh, social care for anybody mm-hmm. who does mm-hmm. have a child. That's, the part, been, that's is, I've been pissed off about that for 20 plus years. There's no I mean, it's like they're just simply pro birth for yeah. some. You know what? I, dude, I'm going to fucking say it. I don't think that anybody's super special book club should be the one fucking making policy. <laughs> oh, I agree. You know, it's well, great. And if, you, and if you want to get into that arena, maybe pay taxes. Right. Pay the, maybe, yes. maybe, maybe pay some taxes to support all of these babies that you're demanding be born. Right. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe pay some taxes. Oh, I mean, I'm 100% with you on that. I, I don't want to dismantle your book club. That's not what right. I'm here to do. I right. know you've got songs. You've got really nice buildings. You've got a really nice different, many versions of this book, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make it a good fucking system of policy, public policy it's on your book. Divinely club. inspired Joel. Yeah. But I mean, so what? Like, here's the deal, <laughs> dude. Uh, we could get really into uh, Lord of the Rings, right? And I'm not going to mandate that everybody recite some sort of spell that Gandalf said at, at, in the Supreme Court, because I, I, you know what I mean? It's just well, like, I, I, believe me, I'm right there with you. I just, but the, the argument is, well, the, you know, the Bible says that it's like, great. That's, I'm not a member of the book club. But that's, that's why you're going to hell. <laughs> it's in the book club. It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not anti-Christian. I think it's fine. It's just that. It doesn't necessarily need to be policy, your book club. Maybe you have, maybe you've missed out on the fact that we live in a theocracy. Mm. Oh, I know. I know, Steve. Yeah. It's just, this is my, this is my middle age. This is middle to be a fascist, a fascist, theocracy, fascist theocracy. 
this is my middle-aged white guy podcast and i can say what i want damn it you sure can yeah that but that you're right like yeah there's a i mean here's the other thing too is like we're two dudes arguing about i'm not arguing i know you're not but (laughs) talking about things that you know it's like uh i don't know that we solved anything i just wanted to say that yeah churches should pay taxes churches should pay taxes 100 percent. especially if they're holding political rallies yeah Mm -hmm. and you know seems to be kind of as soon as you endorse some sort of political policy or candidate Mm -hmm. you should have to pay the taxes yep and if you're demanding that babies be born no matter what the circumstance then you should be paying for the support of that baby. Yeah. And it, you don't, you don't, yeah, we don't have, you don't have to like open up, you know, adoption clinics or health clinics or anything. Just pay the tax. Just pay the tax. Just pay the that's taxes. That's what taxes do. Right. But taxes. Well, and hopefully. Don't tread on me, man. Taxes are taxation is theft, man. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, I'm, I, I just, I don't mind paying taxes. I just wish that they were spent a little bit more efficiently. So there's, there's, so there's that. Sure. You know, I mean, and by that, I mean, how many wars are we in currently costing how much per day? Right. Right. And how much of a pittance of our taxes go to act like, you know, that's yeah. a, the thing. Like when I first started actually having to pay taxes and think about that property right. taxes and stuff, I was oh, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't have kids. I'm not going to have kids. Why do I have to pay for these? And I'm like, no, having good schools it's really is important. a good thing mm-hmm. for the world. You it know, is. it's like, yeah, that's it. That it is. That's part of that's part. Yeah. Well, they're teaching stuff. <laughs> they're teaching that, that, you know, LGB, whatever. Right, You're making the kids gay. The <laughs> liberal elites making the kids gay. Yeah, not paying my taxes for no. No, I got my religious freedoms. I don't want no public education. Don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> religious freedom though. That's such an interesting thing that gets brought up because religious freedom is not about a particular religion getting to dictate to its people what it wants. It's that the fact that those worship, those those policies aren't going to affect whatever you believe. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's not the fucking point. Well, what if you believe that the gays are bad? (laughs) Yeah, but it's not, it's, it's a bad policy. That's, that's the thing since 2016 and, and, uh, uh, what's his name? Rod Bell talks about this. Like, the, the the thing that is so that you know the the train has wobbled so far off the track now because we're not talking about we're talking about identity politics we're talking about mm-hmm. faith-based ideology and we're talking about like hero worship in politics mm-hmm. we're not talking about boring policy that right. actually affects us it's right 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 we're talking about the world the professional wrestling window dressing correct yeah right yeah, we're talking about heels and faces and people yelling at each other about things that right. absolutely do not matter. Right. Meanwhile, the things that actually do matter are getting dismantled and destroyed and manipulated in ways that yeah. be decades before people wake up and go, oh, wait a minute. 
Yeah. And I, I just think we got to a point and it's not like I'm giving up on, I'm not going to be one of those people. It's like, I'm not going to vote anymore. I'm going to vote, but at the same time, I'm, you know, disillusioned with, you know, the idea everything. that like everything, everything. Yep. And that, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, I'm not hopeless, but I'm also like, you know, at a certain point, when do we, when do we, what do we got to, what do we got to do? Because, you know, I thank goodness. And I don't think she listens to this podcast, but I, I get to see her next weekend. So I might thank her personally. Thank God. Thank goodness. Thank, thank, thank Satan that my sister, the conservative Christian told me to read the handmaid's tale in high school. Cause like mm-hmm. that fucking fucked me up then. Mm-hmm. And now we're about to see the handmaid's tale Bro, come to oh, life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah. what do we do? I guess I don't know. Well, that that goes, you know, I thought about that a lot, and I'm glad that you asked that question because it goes back to what you were just saying. What, what Mary saying about what you, I'm trying to work on my diction. You're doing great. It goes buddy. back. Thank you. It goes back to what you were just saying about what Mary Sandcavage was saying. It's like, well, do what you can where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that, you know, you may or may not know the song by 10 years after called I'd Love to Change the World. It's an old, uh, I don't think I do. It's the, um, I'd love to change the world, but I don't know what to do. So I leave it up to you. Mm. And it's a very hopeless song. Right. It's like the, uh, it came out, I think late sixties, early seventies. It's just, you know, I'm completely devoid of hope for any right. change, actual change. Right. So it's not Good the most uplifting song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I've, I've that when it was running through my head this week, I'm like, oh, that's why that song was written, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And you know, the I saw a thing the somebody saying, you know, the moral arc bends to justice, yeah, that's well, uh, but somebody was saying, well, only if lots and lots and lots of people force it that way, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't just no, it, it doesn't just happen. I mean, that's the complacency thing, it's like. You know, that's how you do get all of a sudden, you know, everybody's, yeah, yeah that's how we get to the handmaid's tale in real life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. You got to have a m- enough, enough people willing to hang on that bar until it bends. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's right. So what's it going to take for, I mean, look at what we're dealing with is a substantial, not quite half, but substantial portion of this country. And we live in a, place where it's a little more concentrated still believe that our former president is a good person mm-hmm. yeah. he wants what's best for them mm-hmm. like yeah so, yeah, yeah so just just wrap your head around that i can't dude exactly we've been, we've been to this before but that that is true it's like and, yeah. and here's and i was thinking maybe that's not even true but but he's but he's their shitty racist. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that that Robert Bohr that's running for Secretary of State is such a it's such a just a and he's gonna get it, which is terrifying. I don't know. I don't. I I will. Oh, have seen the signs around town? Oh my god! I've seen one with a lion on it. I don't know who's yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Because he's strong. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a, uh, I went to 
where I teach, there's a, there was a graduation today and um, I came back to my car with one of those business, one of uh-huh. that particular candidate's business cards stuck into my driver's side window. And I was like, what the crap is this? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Yeah. Go to nebraskavoterguide.com, which is terrifying in and of itself. Right. Um, should, but for Robert Bohr, should uh, voter ID? Yes. Required pro-life. Yes. Parental rights. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and under that parents are the primary educators of their own children and should have the most say over what their child is taught in the classroom. Wow. So in other words, if you're a shitty racist, <laughs> misogynist, yeah. anti human rights, mm-hmm. your say is over people that have spent literally their entire lives learning about what a society needs. Yeah, because my book club, mm-hmm. my book club says yes. And so, the, so I mean, that's so that's a thing. Uh, religious freedom, protect people's free speech and relig- religious liberty rights regarding biblical or traditional views on life, marriage, and human sexuality. I love yeah. that. I, mean, I love that religious freedom if it's Christian. Right. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. Yep. Uh, donor privacy. Re- protect the privacy rights of citizens who donate to nonprofit organizations. So dark money, dark money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just straight. You know, it's this is we're back to the Nazi playbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like this is literally we're the same things that the Nazis did in Germany in the 1930s mm-hmm. are happening in this country right now. Oh yeah. And it's not even it's not even like hidden. It's in plain sight. Yeah. And, and there's a and yeah, not quite half the country is like, yep. Well, if that's what it takes. Well, and that, and that so here's where I'm at with all that is let it burn. Hmm. That's where I'm at. It sucks for yeah. my kids. Yeah. Good what am I supposed to do? Well, Steve, you find your little corner. <laughs> Right, exactly. Find- We're just like working each other up and then having to ca- walk each other. Back. I mean, that's that's our that's, that's all been we've our, ever done. That's a <laughs> that's been our friendship for twenty years. Exactly. <laughs> I pull your chain, you pull mine, and then we talk yeah. each other out of the bell tower. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, just sit with it. Just sit with. Just sit. Uh, there was a, there was a guy that uh, uh, lit himself on fire in front of the Supreme Court a couple weeks ago. Are you serious? Yeah, there was a Buddhist. He, you know, I mean, emolumated himself in at the at the steps of the Supreme Court. Recently? Couple, yeah, like two weeks ago. So it was before the whole Roe v. Wade leak thing happened. But you know, he was an activist from Boulder, um, self sort of identified as a Buddhist, um, and yeah, I mean, well, that's going to be great. That's great PR for Buddhism. I know it's not. I mean, I you know, it's a thing. It's a thing that especially Vietnamese monks did and, you know, in Vietnam, right. but I don't really know what it does. I don't know what it does. I don't know that that's well, in to, I don't in today's media landscape. It just turns it into a freak show. It, that's exactly right. I mean, he knew those Buddhists were freak. Jesus will save them. Should have yep. gone to Jesus. I mean, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he would have, if he, I, I invited him to the book club, he didn't want to come. So right. that's what you get. Right. And see what happens when you're not, see what happens when you're not Christian. Yeah, it's, I mean that's not what that's not what the news outlets will say, but that's it's not a good look, and it's and not it's a great not, look. It's also one of those things where it's like, um, if you really do believe that, believe it, if you if you understand that 
to do no harm means you're included in that, you know? Right. So I don't, I don't know where, I don't know. Well, I that's think, a, that's a tough I mean, one. Wasn't, wasn't, yeah. I, I take the exit ramp before that. I'm like, I don't, wasn't I don't the, wasn't kind of the motivation of that um, in Thich Nhat Hanh's thing in Vietnam. Was it like, I know we're over, oversimplifying things here, obviously, but you can't wink at the blind. Yeah. Right. Right. See, see this. It, it was, it was an opportunity to see this, but right. I don't know that those sort of gestures really work in 2022. I don't it, think, I don't know. I don't know how well they worked back then. It made for a great time life photo and a cover rage against the machines album. Right. But um, it's like, it, we just scroll past it. Now it's like, Oh wow. That's intense. Next. Yeah. Next, yeah, next. yeah. There's a great movie. Um, starring Jeff Bridges. Actually. Did you ever see Arlington road? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. My oh, uh, sister yeah. Libby's best friend's brother wrote that movie, Aaron Kruger. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's my one of my, you know, six degrees of separation. Six um, degrees of Jeff Bridges? Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Is it? Is it? So Libby, uh, me, Libby, Erica, Aaron, Jeff. Yeah. Nice. I'm six degrees removed from Jeff Bridges. You're pretty All good right, about man. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a little spring in my step. Um, but yeah, that was such. Oh, and Tim Robbins was in that playing the the bad guy yep um but that was that movie did such a great job of showing how very easy it is for the and this was what 20 years ago the media machine to very quickly just label somebody as crazy and dismiss them Mm. yeah and have everybody go well he was nuts next Mm. Mm mm-hmm that was yeah. a, such a good movie. Kind of mm. forgot about it until right now. So yeah, I mean, self-immolating on the steps of the Supreme Court. I don't, you know. I don't know, man. I mean, that was, you know, recently. What was the? It was just last week. Was the anniversary of Kent State, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I it was. Um, um, and that was. I went down a thing reading about that a few years ago, and um. I mean, I'm, I will never, um, say that the national guard being called to a college campus to shoot unarmed college students is justified. No, no. Um, in the land of the free. Um, but I will say that those kids kind of fucked around and found out, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was, um, especially in in the political times and right um like there was there i i'm not saying everybody but there was enough students doing things because i've been to protests where i've seen people doing stupid things yeah same acting in a way that was like you guys are idiots this is not productive in fact you're just giving them fuel for the fire and that happened at kent state yeah right and so that's been my takeaway is like um you got to watch what you do, especially now when everything's on camera. Yeah. You have to watch what you say. Um, and because it can all, it'll all be taken out of context mm-hmm. and used mm-hmm. against you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, this is why, that's why I'm really glad that nobody listens to this podcast. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but even just like, you know, the, at the, was it the George Floyd protests here in Lincoln where the universal yeah. inland insurance company got, firebombed or whatever yep like that's 
No, so, yeah. It's so stupid. There are those, I mean, that's the thing that I participated in those peaceful protests. I know you did. But you but could you didn't tell bomb an insurance building. No. And you right. but you could tell, I mean, there there was, you know, I'll never forget the night that you know we technically broke the law because we broke curfew. Right. That's um, different. That's it's different because it's that's like nonviolent like, protest. That's what you do. If, mm-hmm. That's why they put the curfew. So they have a reason to arrest you if they have to. Right. right. Yep, yep. But you could kind of tell there were some, a couple of, you know, there's like, I don't think those folks are here to do what we're all here to do. Right. And if things get hairy, those are the people that are going to make the news. Right. You can just yeah. see. Yeah. You know? And that sucks. And that's, you know, I mean, this country has a very long history of poisoning those sorts of events. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I got. I'm sorry, but it ain't the Antifa. No, no. I've never seen an Antifa actually. And I I'm have a. a I have an embroidered. I'm a left leaning, left leaning commie. You know, whatever you want to call me. Never I met one. A, I have a friend of ours made me a cross stitch. Uh, it says Antifa, and then it has a Molotov cocktail. Oh yeah. Oh, so you're. Oh, are you my first Antifa? Yeah. I. I. Yep. I'm a. Oh. I got the cross stitch. <laughs> You have the Antifa cross stitch. I, I got the, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't have the, I don't have the member card yet, but I do have the cross stitch. Well, clearly you're an agent of chaos. Yeah, for sure. You are kind of an agent of chaos, but you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Loving that's, chaos. You know, that's, and so that kind of goes back to the, I mean, that's, well, I used to work for the company that owned the universal like i used to work in that building that got firebombed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i've been in that building i worked in that building yeah and it was those people you know mm-hmm. it's been a while but you know mm-hmm. and there was a part in there was like man i'm glad nobody got hurt yeah and the company that owns it they got insurance it'll be fine it's not yeah like, whatever they'll just rebuild it they're a goddamn construction company it'll be fine yeah you know? <laughs> um like the universal insurance inland insurance company insured the construction projects you know what i'm saying yeah it's like it's gonna work out just fine but it doesn't make for great press no it's like it's that it's that whole thing of like well see look yep there they are they're bad yeah and it's like that was so not the thing and that's but that's what made the news Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep and that so that and that my friend is all that matters today yeah Mm -hmm. if it makes a sound bite that Fox News can th- or whatever CBS because they're all guilty um, can throw up on the screen, have a Chiron of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that's it. You're done. Your credibility yep. shot as a movement. Forget it. Game over. Yeah. As far as the people that you know, whose minds and hearts need to be won over. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the. I mean, I. I yeah, I'm all for gathering and I'm all for protest and I will continue to do that and participate that I, I know that there's something there's something pretty wonderful about being able to assemble with, with like-minded uh, that's individuals a freedom that we shouldn't take for granted. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, as a theater artist, it's it's like inherent to what I do. I mean, I met oh, yeah. I met theater artists from Belarus when I was at Cal Arts who were arrested simply for putting on a play. Yeah. And the play was like innocuous. I mean, they put on right. a play about um being wanting to wear denim jeans because denim jeans were so American. So maybe it was a little antagonistic. Yeah. At the end of the play, they would they cut up all these pieces of denim and ha- handed them out. And it was like you're sitting in America and you're like 
this this actor from Belarus is handing you a piece of denim saying, hold on to this denim, like this denim. That's intense. But they told the story in a workshop about how they were putting on this play and they would have to have two or three people watch out because the cops would come in and they had to run and flee. And that like a couple of the cast members got arrested because they just weren't allowed to do theater. <laughs> so, well, that's you know. again, that's, that's part of behind the, the movement against public schools in this country mm-hmm. is to get yeah. to that place. Yeah. Right. Is to tear that down so that there is no free thought, even if it's shitty public education, it's still, <laughs> you know, something outside of, the book club. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say? I know exactly what you're trying to say. That, yeah, that, I, that, I, that would, that might let a thought different than they're all bad in, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well, it's, it, that's the thing that scares. I mean, it's scary to think that what you've been trying to indoctrinate people with if you get them outside of, I mean, it's so, it's just like, it's, it's just, so obvious. It's like North Korea. Or it's like Scientology. It's or, just, yeah, like, sure. you yeah. know or what I mean? Other, like, or any other fucking cult. Right. Yeah. And it all comes back to the cult. See, tied it up with a little bow. I but don't know, man. Cult, at least the cult that I dipped my toes in was a rock and roll party. It was great. Yeah. That's the right kind of cult. That's the right kind of cult. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love a cult though. I love a cult documentary. That's. Love, I love a cult documentary too. Mm, I just watched one. Um, I think it's on Amazon. You need to watch it or Amazon or Netflix. It's called um, Holy Hell. Okay. Holy Hell. Who's it's the, about who, this weird, weird little cult in, uh, I think it was in Southern California that like went all the way up. And the guy still like has a following in Hawaii now, but this whole thing that started late eighties and it like, was going on up until like 2005, 2006, maybe, maybe 2007. I mean, it was going on while I lived out there. I had no oh, wow. idea. Yeah. Wild. Okay. Really abusive trigger warning. There's some abuse, whatever, okay. but yeah, really interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, well, did we, we fixed it. <laughs> well, I feel better. See, we did the thing that hi, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for helping us through um this week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a guest on here to get us out of our, our uh, just pulling each other out of the muck. I don't know. I think it's I think it's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do. That's what we do. That's why we started this. That's why we started why this. Right. This this is I, mean, yeah, I, this, I like I like having people on. You know, it's nice. This but this is really who we are. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why our dozens of listeners keep coming back week after week. We love week. you. We love we you. Do, yeah, mm-hmm. we really do. Yeah, you guys are gluttons for punishment. <laughs> yeah. So happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And Hi, Mom. Uh, yeah, that's <sighs> it. Cool. Well, have fun in Carney. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be great. You're playing golf. Yeah, I might play some golf. Nice. Might just. I might just literally lay around a hotel room too. I yeah, don't do know. It. Go out to that Yanny Yanny Park. It's cool. There's another park though that has a bunch of really cool like rock landscaping stuff hmm. it, 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 where the pool is and stuff. I think it's near UNK. I might go to that too. But uh, yeah, I'll play play a little golf. Sure. We'll see, we'll see nice. what happens. Have a nice little Saturday on a Sunday, yeah. Monday, whatever. 
Yeah. Summer Joel, dude. I can do what I want. Summer Joel. Oh, my God. It's the summer of Joel. It's the summer of Joel. Aren't they all? Yeah. I'm pretty hey, stoked. If you're going to watch a Seinfeld episode with my kids, which one would it be? Oh, Steve. I don't know. I'm honestly not that well versed in, oh, okay. in the episode. The, I mean, the, is that the age difference? Is that between us? No, I watched them. I'm just yeah. trying to think like. I mean, Somehow, like Holly and I got to talking about like, what about the one where Kramer gets a hot tub? That one's hilarious. Okay. Hot and he tub. I, it, I guess I don't remember that one. Oh, and he falls asleep in it and the power goes out and it's, oh, he gets cold. I think it's okay. this, is, is that the same one? Because the power goes out, the alarm doesn't go off and Elaine doesn't get up to wake up the, the rider um, or the yeah. marathon guy the marathon, marathon guy and then kramer yeah. goes down there with a hot cup of co- hot cup of tea or coffee because he's been so cold yeah and the and the marathon guy grabs the scalding hot tea oh coffee. god that's i funny. think that's the same one maybe two maybe two episodes are blending together in my mind did you know did you notice that the the dad or the grandfather in the movie everything everywhere all at once was the was the maitre d of the Chinese restaurant they went yes, to? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that'd and be the, a good one. That'd be a good one. The main husband and the main husband in that. Uh, oh, he was uh, data, data. 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 Whatever. I, yeah. Yeah. That was so great. There was a couple nice little allusions to that. Because he had the fanny pack. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, it's data. That's so funny. I said data like her mom, like Mikey's mom fucks up his name. That that's how entrenched oh, yeah. in the Goonies I am. Just cover my ass. Sweet. Yeah, I, think yeah, I would say I would say I think that we were that thinking was, about the pen. The pen's good. Pen's good. Yeah. Uh, Why should I be comfortable? Um any any of them when they go down to to you know Jerry's parents. Jerry's parents. Uh-huh. My wallet's gone. My wallet's gone. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Save the masturbation contest one. Yeah, we'll have that's going to be a few years down the road. Yeah, we watched. Hey, did you ever see the movie Red with uh, Bruce Willis and John Malkovich and yeah. Morgan Freeman? Yeah. We watched that yeah. with the girls last weekend. That's a good right. show. You should watch it. It's great. Okay, a lot of fun. All right. Just to revisit. You know, it's like popcorn movie. Yeah, it's got some action. It's kind of violent, but not horrible. You know, not, not bad. It wasn't traumatic like The Matrix. Right. <laughs> Francesca's like crying. Like. Ah. <laughs> Have you watched Ozark yet? No, Steve. I'm going to say it every week. It's fine. You can say it every week. I'm, 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 I mean, I bought season six of Better Call Saul, so I'm just waiting for those episodes to get released. Oh, nice. Very good. Yeah. I've actually been watching uh, today. I've been watching. Uh, well, I've been uh, splitting time between it's a mad, 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 mad world. Oh, yeah. That's fun. And uh, that's really kind of an amazing movie for 1963. And, Dude, uh, I saw that in high school. It was mind blowing. Yeah, it's great. It's still great. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of there's some things that you probably wouldn't do today in movies, just right. a little sexism and stuff. Sure. Um, but it's still, I mean, it was the first like legit big budget like action comedy mm-hmm. thing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's great. a lot of fun. I was watching something else and I forgot what it is. I don't, whatever. Nice. Well put. What do we? <laughs> every week we do this. I was like, what you guys talk about? I'm like, have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> like. Like what's like what's the topic i'm like well that's what i like i tried to introduce like mother's day women divine family because kirsten was like that's what you guys should talk about i'm like she's gonna be like, did you guys talk about it? i'm like um in passing i mean kind, kind of. of it was a. Yeah. Uh, 
Like, I don't know. Like, what'd you talk about? I, don't, I have no idea. I don't know. We just kind of vomited all over each other for about and an then, hour. And they cleaned each other up. <laughs> yeah. A couple of pigs and shit. Sure. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I love you. I love you too, man. Have fun, I'm going to go pack. Yeah, I'm going right. to kill it. All right. Send me a graphic. Oh, okay. What are we going to call this one? Uh, happy mother's day Day. i'm gonna put a bouquet of flowers and it's just gonna say it's just gonna be called happy mother's day perfect (laughs) that's all you people that are listening to this still that's that's how this you're watching the sausage get made right yeah that's how that's how we that's our that's our big that's uh, the strategic meeting that's how we do it every week (laughs) that's the strategic meeting conference room meeting yeah you you just heard it folks that's how it goes Sometimes I actually do put some thought into the, into the title. You do great with that. I, thanks. You do great with that. Whatever. So that's how it's done folks. That's the, that's the (laughs) magical world of podcasting. No, this is our 75th episode. 75 baby. There you are. That's how we do it. Oh, Sonny's telling me it's time to cut it. Yeah. I got to pee too. All right. (laughs) Uh, Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Oh, what the hell's going on? She don't like her eggs all runny She thinks crossing her legs is funny She looks down her nose at money She gets it on like the Easter bunny She's my baby, I'm her honey I'm never gonna let her go He ain't got laid in a month of Sundays Caught him once and he was sniffing my undies He ain't too sharp but he gets things done Drinks his beer like it's oxygen But he's my baby and I'm his honey Never gonna let him go In spite of ourselves We'll end up sitting on a rainbow Against all odds Honey, we're the big door prize We're gonna spike Our noses right off of our faces There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes. She thinks all my jokes are corny Convict movies make her horny She likes ketchup on her scrambled eggs Swears like a sailor when she shaves her legs She takes a licking and keeps on ticking I'm never gonna let her go He's got more balls than a big brass monkey He's a whacked out weirdo and a love bug junkie Sly as a fox, crazy as a loon Payday comes and he's a howling at the moon But he's my baby, I don't mean maybe Never gonna let him go In spite of ourselves We'll end up sitting on a rainbow Against all odds Honey, we're the big door prize 
we're gonna spike Our noses right off of our faces There won't be nothing but big old hearts Dancing in our eyes In spite of ourselves We'll end up a-sitting on a rainbow Against all odds Honey, we're the big door prize We're gonna spike our noses right off of our faces There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes In spite of ourselves Don't forget, toot your hooter